everyone. This is the Crucial Talks Podcast, and I am your host, Mike Sedan. Well, it's almost Christmas, and this morning I woke up early and my mind was mission-oriented. I went over everything I had to do. I wanted to go over as many of the details and different scenarios in my head so I'd be as ready as possible. I planned everything I could. I conducted research using open-source information so I would know as much about my target as possible. I ate well, knowing I'd have to have the right fuel for my body in case I needed to respond physically. I dressed in the right clothing so that I had the appropriate protection for the condition with the maximum amount of flexibility. By the time I headed out the door, I felt prepared. Then my target came into sight, and I realized that sometimes the best planning in the world doesn't help. Sometimes accomplishing what you want requires capacity Capacity that you have built over time, through your experience, through education, through training, and with practice. As I rolled into the mall on that weekend before Christmas, it became evident to me that building capacity is the key to dealing with complex systems. In this episode, we're going to talk about the importance of being present in the moment so that you can pay attention to the roles people are playing at the time. You can use this knowledge to put on a lens that will help you communicate with others and create a more collaborative environment. So when I went into that mall, I had a specific and somewhat expensive item in mind. I can't tell you what it is because it's for my wife, and this podcast will be uploaded before she unwraps that gift, and knowing her, she's going to do everything she can to try to figure out what she got. The item is usually specifically prohibited from any discounts or coupons. Remember, I told you I did my research online and no coupon codes applied to this item. But remember, I had built capacity. Capacity of understanding the role identity and group belonging plays in our day-to-day experiences. As my fellow shoppers and I descended upon the mall, I was going to use my understanding of human behavior to the best of my ability. Now, retail sales can be a difficult and underappreciated profession. Looking on the Glassdoor website, You can read some of the complaints from employees. Here are some quotes. There's no work-life balance. Stubborn management. Unwilling to evolve. Most sales associates are burned out. Another one said, Management changes policies to please customers, even if it makes the sales associates look bad. And then they had advice from management. It was, Stick to the same policies for all customers. And don't change how things are done just because a customer throws a temper tantrum. There are also some good reviews about the workplace. And this showed that context matters and people matter. It is definitely not the corporate policies that drive what employees think. It's the relationships that are built. Because I was seeing one store have one experience and another store have another experience. Although they all operate under the same corporate policies. So keeping that in mind, keeping the context is important and people matter is how we're going to be able to change behavior in the future. Now, I can only imagine what retail employees go through every day, and especially when dealing with customers during a hectic and stressful time like Christmas. But I walked into the store thinking I would walk out with a gift that I would pay full retail price for. I knew there was no way I'd get a discount on this, and there was no sales that would help me. It was like a a scene from King of the Hill where Hank says, full sticker price and not a penny more. Now, just remember not to tell anyone about the deal I just gave you. This is the highest clearance, Hank. I know. Level 10. Okay, since you're family, I think it's time I let you both in on a little secret. Well, here it is. 
the Hank Hill Special. Wait, that can't be right. That would mean you paid sticker price. And not a dime more, right, Bobby? Right, Dad. I thought I had nothing to lose. I knew retail employees may not have much power. And those employees may not be empowered to take action. Now, we've talked about empowerment before. For it to work, employees need to be confident and have trust in their management that they're allowed to do what they think is right. So I walked into the section where I needed to make my purchase. I selected the item, and the sales associate took it to the counter. And here's what I said. Hey, I looked online and found a 10% coupon. Any chance to apply that to this item? She said, no, those coupons can't be applied to these. So remember, I, I knew I had nothing to lose. That's what I expected. So what I did was I started to think about the roles that were being played at the time. The world is our leadership lab, and that's the way I considered this. I thought, hey, I've got nothing to lose. Why not try some of the techniques and tactics we learn about for leadership, safety, for communication? You know, the most things I talk about on this podcast are identity and the roles we play. So I thought about the roles that were being played at the time, and here's what I came up with for that associate. A salesperson, a mom, a friend. I knew she had probably been working hard and dealing with problem customers since Black Friday. I was playing the role of that customer. And I just asked for a discount I was pretty sure I wasn't allowed to get. I was not only in the role of customer, I was in the role of problem customer. It was a classic in-group, out-group matchup. And I was the out-group. So I pivoted in the Lean Startup. He discusses the concept of deciding to pivot. This means make a sharp turn. Or the other direction go is to persevere, which means to continue along your current path. In this case, I could tell an obvious in-group, out-group separation had occurred. I was but one of many problematic customers that day. So I pivoted. Like in basketball, I kept one foot firmly anchored where I needed it, which was my understanding of identities and how they drive behavior. The other foot I picked up out of the quagmire of being a problem customer and into an identity we could both share. I may not have had experience in retail, but I have tons of experience as a worker. One thing all of us want as employees is empathy, being understood, and having esteem. As soon as I pivoted into this new identity as a fellow worker, the lens I used to view the situation totally changed. I was no longer trying to get a discount. I was no longer just a customer looking to get something from the retail associate. I now saw myself as one of her tribe, as part of her group. I thought to myself, they've probably been working a lot here and are stressed going into one of the biggest shopping weekends in one of the busiest malls in the area. I'll bet they deal with people all the time that just want something. So I began the conversation. I started with thanking her. I started with understanding what she may be going through. I told her I know it was going to be busy and I appreciated her for checking into how I could best purchase this item. I asked her how it was going so far this season, asked her about her plans with her family, and clearly saw we were no longer a sales associate and a customer, but now we were two workers who both had jobs to balance with our families. I was able to create a relationship there based on common goals, based on common understanding. Through this lens, I grew empathy for the associate. I found out their workplace had an interesting award system where every two good comments for customers equated to a little Snickers bar. I told her I would walk out in the mall and get enough people to give good comments so she would get the whole bag by the end of the day. Yeah, it was a joke. We both laughed about it. 
But let me tell you what happened with regards to identity when I did this. All of a sudden, I'm an ally. I'm someone who understood her plight. Even though we both laughed over the Snickers bar, something small like that still showed I wasn't part of an out-group anymore, but part of her in-group that could be considered an ally. Now, let's take a second and make something clear. I wasn't acting. I didn't just pull some smooth-talking trick to get a discount. I truly put on a different lens, joined a different group that we could both identify with, and created a short-term relationship based on that shared identity. I never asked for a discount, but at the end, I got one. I don't know if it was because of what I did, what I said, how I said it, but it was a clear change from when I first walked in. I was able to transition from being a customer to being part of the in-group. Because of this, I was able to remove tension. The key is taking into account the other person's perspective, interests, goals, and values. This leads to a collaborative environment. We need to think of this as a win-win. For example, I never expected a discount, but I knew that understanding how the associate felt and using that to communicate would make both of our days better. Even if it was only goodwill that passed between us, both of us would win. One of the tools that I used in this case is called a marker event, and I used that event to start the conversation. And that event was a shared experience. We could both understand the stress that comes with the holidays, and I used that to anchor the conversation and the fact that I did empathize with her, and we were more alike than maybe she thought a moment before. In other words, the first anchor point I set was empathetic to her position, empathizing with her, understanding the position she was in, and that developed trust between us. We've talked about trust before. Trust within a group is extremely important because that allows you to look outside of the group. It allows you to not protect yourself from inside the group. So even though we just had a little bit of trust develop between us, that little bit of trust can shift the entire outcome of the situation. At the end of it, I ended up walking out with my item and a total of about 30% off. It was something I didn't expect, but because of the identity-based communication that occurred between me and the associates, it was a nice byproduct. When I left that store, those associates and I had an understanding. I even had an opportunity to talk to management and provide feedback on how good they were doing. I solidified in their minds the fact that we were an in-group, and it was a great way to start the day. At the end of it, there was a noticeable shift from how we treated each other, and that was all based on being able to change my lens. The lens I saw that created an in-group, out-group got switched. So with that switching of my lens that I was viewing the context of the situation, I found a way to be part of the in-group. So to recap, in this episode, we talked about three important takeaways you can use in your day-to-day life. The first one is be present. Be present in the moment and pay attention to the identities at play in that situation. In the context of where you're at and what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish, think about the identities that people are playing, the roles they're playing, By doing that, you're putting yourself in their shoes. You're learning how to empathize because you're able to see the situation from their point of view. And empathy is the second takeaway. Use empathy to change your lens and communicate. Communication that affects emotions is the most powerful. We know this through storytelling. We know this based on biology and psychology and how people make decisions. Use empathy. And one of the 
best ways to create empathy and to create this feeling we're talking about as we communicate is to use a shared experience. That shared experience is the third important takeaway of this episode. Use a shared experience to create common ground and plant the seed of trust. We know that trust is extremely important. Having trust within a group allows us to look outside. We don't have to protect each other from each other. And that in-group relationship based on trust can change behavior. It's very powerful and trust is the cornerstone. Thank you very much for listening. This is, a, I think, a great episode based on my experience that says we can be present in the moment. Pay attention to the identities at play in the situation. Use empathy to change our lens and use that to communicate so we communicate with feeling and emotion. And use a shared experience to create common ground and plant the seed of trust. Thank you again for listening. If you'd like more information, please feel free to visit CrucialTalks.com and make contact with me. If you can, please subscribe to this podcast, share it, and rate it. I know this really helps with finding people to listen to the podcast, and the more listeners we have, the more we can engage with each other, the more we can learn from each other. Thank you again for listening. I hope you have a great Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people. Thank you.